It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 21st, 2018. My name is Philip Rostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Magic's upcoming game against the Chicago Bulls, a game that should have a ton of importance for the team, as every game does, because we're going to assume we're in the thick of things now, uh, as as December turns into January, and January, of course, turns into February, moving on and on and on and on and on. We'll also talk a little bit about the NBA trade deadline and the market that is beginning to emerge. There are definitely a few trends, a few items that are beginning to develop when it comes to the NBA's trade deadline that deserves some talking about. Uh, and so we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that and what the Magic are looking for, what the what the latest rumors are saying about the Magic. And again, something that I think I talked about a little bit earlier, uh, a few weeks ago now, that, that, that the trade deadline is officially kind of open. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what the Magic strategy and thought process is. I think I've said it before. I know I've said it a lot of times on Twitter, but it is a discussion point and is at the very heart of the debate about this Magic season now that it's developed the way it's developed, about what should the Magic's goals and direction be. So we'll talk a little bit about all of that coming up on today's show. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. There's a lot of great podcasts covering all the teams in the NBA. Literally every team in the NBA is covered on this network. You want to get the lowdown on the Chicago Bulls and how they might attack the Orlando Magic on Friday night. You check out Locked On Bulls. Want to get ready for the Magic team against the Miami Heat on Sunday and listen about their big win over the Houston Rockets from Thursday night. You listen to Locked On Heat. There's a podcast for every single team in the NBA, plus Locked On NBA covering the national stories uh, that matter to everyone. And of course, Locked On MLB, Locked On Football, Locked On NFL, and Locked On College Sports teams as well. Any team you want, just about can be found on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Just head over to iTunes and search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Orlando Magic leave the confines, friendly or not, of the Amway Center to take on the Chicago Bulls on Friday night. They'll head back home to start a four-game homestand starting Sunday against the Miami Heat, but you take one game at a time. And so the Magic heading out to Chicago is... Yeah, the Magic didn't get to spend a ton of time at home. They're, you know, maybe still dealing with some lingering fatigue or perhaps some illnesses. As Isaiah Briscoe was down, uh, was was dealing with a with a bit of a, a, a flu, it sounds like, or some type of illness. I know, I know a few members of the Magic traveling party came down with an illness. It wouldn't be a trip overseas if a few people didn't get sick. Hope everyone gets better um, and and enjoys, you know, better food. Uh, but uh, but certainly. Certainly, the team is, is still recovering, and, 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 and going out on the road is, is a tough gasp, ask, especially going up against a team that the Magic actually played in Mexico City. 
Now, Orlando did get some good news. It, it, it wouldn't matter if, if this happened or not. It's good news anyway. But the Magic did get uh, some welcome news then uh, that Nikola Vucevic will be making the trip with the team to Chicago and is expected to play. He rejoined the team at practice on Thursday. Uh, both Nicoletta and Philippe are, are apparently doing very well. Uh, and Nikola Vucevic is happy to be a father for the first time. Uh, but he will leave his leave his new family, uh, all of four days old now, uh, and head to Chicago for a business trip and come back home for the Magic's upcoming homestand. I'm sure he'll be spending a lot of time changing diapers before then. But uh, undoubtedly, you know, the San Antonio Spurs, Nikola Vucevic's absence did, would not have made up that 39-point difference. So that was a bad loss uh, on a bad night, on a good night for the Spurs, a bad night for the Magic. Just everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And in every way, it could have gone wrong. So Magic had a, a terrible night, and you don't want to read too much into it. But yes, the Magic missed Nikola Vucevic. Yes, the Magic needed just his poise, um, his his attention to detail. I would say of any player on the team, and, and you can see it especially on his defense, of any player on the team, he was just so good defensively, just locking down and 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 keeping the angles right and, and, and really assisting other players. It just made... Everyone's life easier, and, and that's again, that's not a knock on Mo Bamba, um, but the reality is Mo Bamba just doesn't really know what to do yet, and, and he's got to learn. He's only going to learn by experience, but that was a very tough spot to put the rookie in. He, I, I, it just didn't feel like he was ready for that moment or, or maybe got a little overwhelmed with the responsibility that, that was there, and hopefully he does better the next time he gets that opportunity, which almost assuredly he will because it's a long, long season. But Orlando... Getting Nikola Vucevic back should be a boost to the defense, most of all. And yes, a boost to the offense. The Magic are simply a better team with Nikola Vucevic on the floor. And he tends to play really well at the United Center. So having him back on the floor will be a big, big, big boost to this team. Because the Chicago Bulls are hurting. News came out on Thursday that Bobby Portis will miss, it looks like, two to four weeks with an injury. Zach Levine is still out with an injury. It looks like he's going to be out for another week, week and a half with this ankle that he sprained at the end of the game last week against the Chicago Bulls. And despite getting a nice win over the San Antonio Spurs, you know, the only loss Spurs have had for a little while, this is a a, a wounded Bulls team. This is a Bulls team missing a lot of key players, two of their very key players on this team. And if the Magic come out focused, and it was really that way even in Mexico City, if the Magic come out focused, playing with intensity, this is a game they should expect to win. Uh, not only, I mean, should, it's a game they should expect to win anyway, but it's a game they should expect to take care of business. And that's certainly something the Magic haven't done consistently uh, with, with their intensity and their effort. It is fair to say that, that yes, that Bulls team in Mexico City came out a little bit angry and a little bit on fire because of all the things that were going on with that team. It is fair to say that both teams were adjusting to the Mexico City-ness of that game. Uh, and it's fair to say that you could maybe throw some of that game out. In fact, Magic have lost three of their last five games by wide margins. Uh, as Orlando Pinstripe post joke, the Magic have lost three of their the lost the last three games in the United States by more than twenty points each. And 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 neither of those games were ever close. The Indiana game, the Dallas game, and the uh, and the San Antonio game. So Orlando does have to find a little bit of their groove back again. Uh, and, and really, you hate to say it, you don't want to overlook anybody, but the Bulls are a perfect opponent to do that because they will make mistakes. In fact, the, the the thing that I would say and the thing that I would joke about was that that game last Thursday, 
the only team the Magic were going to beat with the kind of effort that they put in through the first three quarters, or really three and a half quarters, was the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls, and this is not a knock on the Bulls, this is just kind of the reality of who they are, the Bulls are a team that allows you to make mistakes. You don't have to play a perfect game to beat them. It'd be nicer if you did make it easier rather than sweat it down late, but the Magic had a, a fantastic final minute and a half of that game and they won the game. They took care of their business 97-91. You don't want that to repeat in this game. In this game, the Magic want to take care of their business. In this game, the Magic have to find have to just kind of take out all their anger and frustration from the San Antonio game, put it into into intensity and focus and take care of business. Get a W, get a victory. Um that's obviously a whole lot easier said than done. The numbers for the Bulls, like I said last week, are not very good. 99.5 offensive rating is the worst in the league. Their negative 10.6 net rating is the worst in the league. Their 110 defensive rating is 19th in the league. So they can they can play some defense. And then the Magic, of course, not a strong offensive team. But Orlando's shown that when they want to play good offense, when the Magic want to get the ball out and, and go, they can they can score. It's just about a matter of making shots, which they're not doing right now and certainly are struggling to do throughout the year as they're one of the worst offenses in the league. Orlando, as it stands now, with results that happened, that came down Thursday, are no longer the eighth, are no longer in eighth place in the Eastern Conference, or at least they're, they're I believe they're tied for eighth in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, do we want to put the playoff pressure on? Yes. Do the Magic want to sit in that pole position, essentially controlling their own destiny for the rest of the way? Yes. Is that going to be the way it is for the entire rest of the season? Probably not. But the Miami Heat are playing really well. That's Sunday's opponent. They've won seven of the last ten. They just beat the the Houston Rockets. Orlando's been kind of a middling 500 team for a while now. Um, and, you know, that's, that's okay. I think there's going to be those stretches, but... As I mentioned earlier in the week, this is a stretch where the Magic do have to take take advantage of some of these games, and the Magic do have to beat a team like the Chicago Bulls. Now, having said all that, having said all this about the Magic and, and some of their frustrations and inconsistencies, the Magic have taken care of business against teams that are below 500. The worst teams in the league, the Magic have beaten. They're nine and two, I believe, in games against teams with a 500 or with a worse than 500 record in games against, you know, obviously not as good against teams with 500 or better records. So that means a game like this against Chicago is one that the Magic have and should take care of business. And I think that's the absolute expectation. Again, no offense to Chicago. This is a game where Orlando can get things right, can get back on a winning foot, especially having Nikola Vucevic back on the floor, back on the team. This is a game with all the absences the Bulls have. This is a game the Magic should feel like they can win. Chicago sitting at seven and twenty-five, the worst record in the league, just two and eight in their last ten games. You know, really, really struggling to 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 win games at all this year. So this is a game the Magic should feel like they can win. Tip-off at the United Center is at eight o'clock. Uh, you can find uh, you can find it on Fox Sports Florida, and of course we'll have coverage of the game on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. 
Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. December 15th, as, as I noted, uh, I, I'm sure, I, I think I did the, this podcast uh, last week or earlier in the week. December 15th is the official opening of the trade deadline, uh, of trade deadline season. Every contract that was signed in the offseason, for the most part, is available for trade, and so every player is officially open for discussion and movement, movement on the market. Another significant date de- de- does occur this week. And that is the NBA G League Showcase. You might think, why is the G League Showcase such a big deal? Well, the G League Showcase is is, is a big deal, a because it, it's it's good to have all the G League teams in one spot. It's a good it's a great scouting opportunity in Las Vegas, but it's also when you get a lot of league executives and scouts and team personnel in one place at one time. For us outside observers and fans and and writers. This is when stuff begins to trickle out because everyone is kind of in the same space talking to each other and stuff begins to, 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 to you know seep through the cracks, so to speak. We are still in December. Nothing is imminent, I would say. You know, yeah, there have been a few moves already. Jimmy Butler getting traded. Uh, Cleveland beginning to ship off some pieces. Trevor Ariza getting traded from the Phoenix Suns. That There are definitely some trades and, and trades can happen at any time. But as several rumors have already noted, this is really more about gauging the market. This is really the time that you begin to understand what assets you have and what is available out there. But at this stage, and with how tight the standings are in both conferences, as Mark Stein of the New York Times uh, noted, a lot of teams are buyers. It's not a lot of team, teams that are selling right now. And so the trade market, I think, is in very much a holding pattern. Let's just just take, take this, for instance. The Detroit Pistons sitting in sixth place are 15 and 14. There are four and a half games between them and the 11th place Washington Wizards at 12 and 20. I would say all the way down to Washington should feel like they can still make a playoff push. And obviously Washington believes that because they went out and got Trevor Ariza, a player that during the offseason, they were not willing to sign to the contract that he got from the Phoenix Suns. Now they're willing to pay that deal. Cost them Kelly Oubre. So, there are a lot of teams in the East already. You know, sorry New York, sorry Cleveland, sorry Atlanta, sorry Chicago. Your season's pretty much over. Enjoy watching Zion Williamson. There's still a lot of teams that are trying to make the playoffs, and so their needs and what they're looking for, not exactly clear yet. The Western Conference, if you haven't looked at the Western Conference standings, stand back and marvel at how clustered it is. The fourth place Los Angeles Lakers are 18 and 13. The 14th place Minnesota Timberwolves are 14 and 17, just four games back. Four games separate third from 14th. It's absolutely incredible at this stage of the season, more than a third of the way through the season. You know, we're, you know, I think by the middle of January. Or, or like by Martin Luther King Day, we'll be halfway through the season, and I don't anticipate this changing. Gonna be a lot of 500 teams in the Western Conference this year, um, but I think we could all agree that that most of those 500 teams are gonna be better than the 500 teams in the Eastern Conference because this is just a bloodbath. 
But from the trade deadline perspective, that means a lot of teams aren't looking to offload salary. They aren't looking to get rid of a high price player that no longer fits the vision of a team to bring in a young guy that, that a veteran team doesn't need. There's got a lot, there's a lot of non-traction, a lot of things not a lot of things gumming up the wheels on the trade market. But that will change. It is a long season. As Magic fans surely remember, Orlando was 19 and 13 a few years ago. But by the trade deadline of that season, I think it was 2015, 2016, by the trade deadline of that season, Orlando was losing its grip and trying desperately to do anything. So Rob Hennigan made a deal where he traded away a nice young player in Tobias Harris, who he had just re-signed, for a couple of veterans on expiring deals, a deal that both gave the Magic a ton of cap room in the summer where everyone had cap room, and was a desperate attempt to try and main to to try and save the team's playoff and mix things up to to re-spark the team. It didn't work. And then they messed up the the actual thing that they gained in that trade, which was the cap room which they didn't need. It was a bad deal. Very bad deal. I don't anticipate the Magic making that kind of a deal again. But I will say this. Their trade deadline strategy just like that season. Their trade deadline strategy will be dependent on what happens to their team. And so Orlando is, like everyone else, kind of in a holding pattern. They're going to analyze what's out there, what players are out there, and there are a couple interesting players out there. And they're going to analyze what they have on their roster and what other teams are willing to give up for it. The Magic have two players on their roster at this trade deadline that are going to generate a substantial amount of interest. And that's Terrence Ross and Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic, as we're seeing, and and as I've just explained, is absolutely vital to this team's success so far. But he's going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer. He's 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 looking for pretty much his last big payday of his career, quite possibly. He certainly didn't take advantage of it the first time around, signing an extension with the Magic that... Most of us agreed was below market, even with Vucevic's limitations or perceived limitations. And so, yeah, Vucevic is going to look for a big deal, a big money deal in a summer where a lot of teams are going to have money. And so, yeah, Orlando is going to have to weigh and understand just how much they're willing to pay for Vucevic, for how long they're willing to pay Vucevic, and what other teams might offer. And yeah, they will have to consider and listen to trade offers on him. But the one thing I am 100% convinced the Magic will not do is hurt their short-term playoff chances just to make sure they get an asset for him. So long as the Magic are in the playoff hunt, they are going to go for the playoffs. Their goal is to make the playoffs, and they are not going to cede from that goal. They're not going to, to, to shirk that goal. That is the goal, and it would be very disingenuous to longtime fans. Or disingenuous to casual fans. It'd be disingenuous to your base, your customer base. If you are sitting in playoff position, February seventh, let's say you're you're eighth, holding off another team, and you trade your best player, your soon-to-be NBA All Star, because the trade deadline happens before the All Star break this year, and All Star players will be named before then. 
You trade your all-star center for a couple of young guys who you don't really know much about. Or even, say, Terry Rozier, who a lot of fans are really into, or a lot of people are really into, but will come with a big price tag this summer. The Magic, I don't believe, will do that. Now, let's say the Magic go on a losing streak. They fall six, seven games out of the final playoff spot, or even five games out of the playoff spot. Then the decision gets a lot trickier. Then you really do have to make that decision sooner than later. But that's not the situation now. Right now, the Magic are sitting in the pole position. They're in the playoff race, and they're going to go for it. That doesn't mean they're going to push all their chips into the middle. That doesn't mean that they're going to go all out for it and trade away a young player to get that veteran that guarantees them the eight seed. They're not going to pull that kind of a deal off. They're still going to keep an eye on their long-term future. But they're not going to give up the present or the future for this season. So I, I still kind of think that this will be a quiet trade deadline for the Magic, despite a lot of noise already. But that brings us to Terrence Ross. And Terrence Ross, to me, is really the key to the whole trade deadline for the Orlando Magic. There are going to be a lot of teams interested in Terrence Ross. He's a great shooter. He does everything that you want from a bench player. And a lot of big-name teams are going to want him. Sean Devaney of the Sporting News already reporting the Los Angeles Lakers are inquiring about him. And I am sure they are not the only one. If Nikola Vucevic is number one on the Magic's trade value column, which, yes, I will pen one of those before the week of the trade deadline, so stay tuned on that. If Nikola Vucevic is number one, Terrence Ross is probably number two because he's on an affordable deal expiring as well, who shoots the ball effectively, doesn't mind coming off the bench, plays great defense, and just hustles and works hard. I mean, there's a reason he's such a fan favorite on this team. Now, it's not very clear, just like with, I mean, with Vucevic, maybe it's an easier decision to re-sign him because he is an all-star and so central to what the team is doing this year and its success this year. Terrence Ross, also integral to the success this year, but maybe a little bit more replaceable. Maybe someone who is going to get outpriced to his role. And so the Magic are going to have to make some difficult decisions and considerations with him. Maybe Ross can get you a nice young player that can fill in his role in a lot of ways and grow into something that can be part of your team's future. Remember, the number one rule of trading, to get something good, you've got to give up something good. Because otherwise then you're just trading each other's trash, trading each other's discarded pieces. And so, Terrence Ross really is at the center of what the Magic want to do. Because if the Magic want to acquire, say, a backup point guard, which Orlando's already rumored to be chasing a lot of backup point guards. there's I've seen rumors connecting them to Markel Fultz with the Philadelphia 76ers. According to Liberty Ballers, um, the Magic and the Detroit Pistons were the two teams pushing hardest to get Markel Fultz. Who knows if that's true? They could be interested in a guy like D'Angelo Russell from the Brooklyn Nets, who, of course... The Brooklyn Nets signing Spencer Dinwiddie to an extension. They may not be willing to pay D'Angelo Russell this offseason when he becomes a free agent. Maybe the Magic will make a push for Terry Rozier as also as it also has been reported that the Magic are interested in the Celtics backup point guard. A guy who's going to be a restricted free agent, 
has a lot of promise, has a lot of, I think, fans around the league, and certainly a lot of fans among NBA fans, but will never be a starter playing behind Kyrie Irving, and someone is probably going to be willing to take the chance and give him those starters' minutes. And then, of course, there's other veteran players like Darren Collison with the Indiana Pacers who might become extraneous now with Corey Joseph and Aaron Holiday playing so well and, and, and the Pacers playing so well overall that it wouldn't disrupt them too much if they if they moved on from him. You've got Jeremy Lin, the backup point guard with the Atlanta Hawks, who's also been rumored in trades. He's just a very solid veteran player who does a lot of things really, really well. I know a lot of people remember him most from the Linsanity days. Um, he's not that kind of scorer every night, um, anymore, uh, or if he really ever was, that was a nice. I mean, that's a nice story. He's a really, really good player, um, but he's a solid player who can start, who can come off the bench, who can play off the ball. Does a lot of really good things. Just has had a lot of injury issues, and I, I'm still skeptical the Atlanta Hawks really want to trade him. Um, but you know, everything's on the table certainly with them, and and by maybe by that point in the season, they won't feel the need for the veteran presence that 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 he provides to that team. There are, if I mean, if the Magic want to go after point guards, which it does seem like they're trying to do, they're trying to find a, a, an upgrade backup point guard over Jaron Grant, maybe someone who can take some spot starts from DJ Augustin a little bit. Who DJ Augustin's been fantastic, so you know maybe that's not uh, necessarily in the plans. But there are a lot of backup point guards on this market if the Magic want to go for them. You know, there's even some rumors that Lonzo Ball could be available with the Los Angeles Lakers, although I highly doubt that. I think I think the Lakers really do like Lonzo Ball still, and I think that he has really proven himself to be a really versatile player. Um, I know a lot of people are sometimes disappointed with his lack of scoring, and and and, and again, I think his 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 the the buzz around him kind of set expectations a little too high. But he's a really good defender. He, I mean, we saw what he did against the Magic in in Orlando uh, when the Lakers came to town. He is playing some really good defense, and I think the Lakers are are, are smart to to hold on to him. We are still, though, in the early stages of this trade deadline. We're still, you know, it, all this information coming out through to the media, through through anonymous sources and, and, and whatnot, and hearsay and whatnot, we're usually a few steps behind. If anything, all this, all this trickle of information that's coming from the G League Showcase and coming from other sources is merely showing a lot of teams are doing their due diligence. A lot of the, their teams, these teams are beginning to think about what the next move is and what direction they'd like to go, whether it's for the trade deadline or the offseason. You're always looking to gather information. These are, you know, NBA front offices, as much as anything, are mini intelligence agencies. It's weird to think of it like that. But like, go read Ethan Sherwood Strauss's article on the athletic about him following a, 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 a an advanced scout and the work that they do. It's really about gathering as much information about players and personnel as you can and then beginning to ask, does this player fit my team's culture, my team's group, and can they help them get better? And what am I willing to pay, both in dollars and in personnel and, and, and assets? Again, I, I hate thinking of People as assets, but that's what the trade deadline does to people. What will it cost me and what am I willing to pay to bring that player into my fold? And then at that point, it's just a matter of whether your guesses are right or wrong. And so if you're guessing a lot, which a lot of this is guessing, 
you want to make sure you have all the information available to guess. And I would, I would venture to, I would venture to guess here. My hypothesis would be that at this stage in mid in late December, most teams are merely gathering information on players they might want to pursue and evaluating their own teams to figure out what they need. Discussions for trades won't get serious until the deadline because there's still so much that can happen. Especially, you know, especially with a team like the Magic in the middle of the playoff hunt and in the bottom end of the playoff hunt. So much can still happen. And the Magic could quickly become sellers just as easily as they could remain buyers on this market. And so that baseline is very much set. And really, what direction the Magic go now is dependent on how the rest of this season, or the, how the next five weeks, four weeks play out. If the Magic stay in the playoff hunt, we may see them aggressively look to make a trade to improve their team. Not hurt their team in the short term, but improve their team both for the long term and the short term. Again, that's kind of why I don't think a deal quite gets made yet. However, if the team struggles, if the team begins to fade, then we could see some major pieces shopped and we could see the Magic begin to make a long-term move that may end up hurting the Magic a little bit in the short term. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at how Aaron Gordon especially misses Nikola Vucevic, there are some interesting numbers to back Steve Clifford's claim up. Check out orlandomagicdaily.com in the morning. We'll have plenty of that, plus the latest rumors and, of course, get coverage from this weekend's games against the Chicago Bulls on Friday and the Miami Heat on Sunday. We will be back with an episode on Monday to cover the Magic's game against the Miami Heat. I will be taking Tuesday off for Christmas. Um, I'm on the fence. I'll probably end up taking Wednesday off, Wednesday show off. The Magic do play the Phoenix Suns on Wednesday, but we will almost certainly be back for a Thursday episode recapping the Magic's game against the Phoenix Suns. So I will definitely see you Monday. I haven't decided what I'm going to do over the holidays, but I do want to get in here and wish you all a very early Merry Christmas. I know Hanukkah's already over, so Happy Hanukkah. I don't know when Kwanzaa starts, and I don't know if you say Happy Kwanzaa, but whatever holiday you celebrate this time of year, um, and I'm someone, I'm not Christian, but I, I do consider Christmas a, civ- a, a more civic holiday than, than religious holiday at this point. Do enjoy your holiday season. Do enjoy this time of year, the, these ho- these holidays. Enjoy the basketball, certainly on Tuesday, on Chris- on Christmas Day. I always do as I eat my Chinese food and go to go to my movie. Um, that, that's that's called a Jewish Christmas, if, if you don't know what that is. Um, that stereotype is very true. Um, but 
Have a very happy holidays. Have a great holiday weekend here. We'll see you all again on Monday uh, with a recap of the Magic's game against the Miami Heat. So until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.